How should Christians handle conflicts with one another? Jesus offers a hierarchy of responses. The best solution, says Jesus, is for the individuals involved to resolve the matter between themselves. If that is not possible, then the matter may have to be taken to two or three people within the faith community who have knowledge of the issue. If that fails, then the matter goes before the whole church. And if that doesn't work, says Jesus, the person in question is to be treated like a Gentile or a tax collector. In other words, shunned. The reality, however, is that there are inherent dangers when we try to correct others or we find ourselves being corrected. And if we are not aware of these dangers, things generally tend to get very bad very quickly. The first danger is both parties ignoring the ever-present destabilizing power of ego. Those who claim to want resolution quickly descend into obnoxious behaviors designed to beat the other into submission. They employ a variety of tactics, constantly interrupting, never allowing the other to get a word in, diverting attention from the main issue by dredging up something from the past, attacking with what is called ad hominem comments, like, you're stupid, you're crazy, you don't know what you're talking about. And the default position of so many in this is the cultural mantra of rabid individualism. No one has the right to judge me. Now, a lot of Christians get very confused with what it really means to judge. Judging another means one is judging that person's relationship with God. No human being has that spiritual authority. One can, however, and quite often, one must judge the rightness or the wrongness of a person's behavior. This is a critical distinction. One morning, I was visiting with a man who was at his wit's end. And suddenly his wife came storming into the rectory. And she was pretty well hammered. It was 10 o'clock. She tore into her husband, belittling him, insisting that the only way to save the marriage was for him to make all the changes that she demanded, especially not confronting her about her drinking. Then she tore into me as a representative of the evil Catholic Church. I asked the woman, have you been drinking? And she replied, you can't judge me. The Bible says, judge not, lest ye be judged. It was just all smokescreen to escape responsibility. And I said, look, I I don't know where you are with the Lord, and I don't dare judge that. But I can judge that you have no excuse to be drunk at 10 o'clock in the morning. And I can also judge that you are negligent in leaving two little children alone at home. I can and I do pass judgment on your behavior. The second danger in correcting another 
is that the one doing the correcting and the one being corrected tend to forget that both share a common bond. Both are redeemed sinners by the mercy of Christ, united by their common baptism in Christ's body, his church. Our fallen nature, however, so easily tempts us to elevate ourselves to some exalted state of moral superiority to either correct or to be beyond correction. Correction requires humility to acknowledge that all in the church are sinners, that all are in constant need of the divine mercy, and all are obligated to give and receive forgiveness from each other or risk losing forgiveness from God. How conveniently we forget Jesus' forceful words as recorded in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, verses 14 through 15. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Jesus was deadly serious about this. And I suspect there are a lot of souls undergoing some intense purification or possibly in hell for their unwillingness to forgive or receive forgiveness. The third danger in trying to correct another is forgetting the goal of correction. For disciples of Jesus, correction is not about revenge. It's not about getting even. It's not about taking a person down a peg or two. It's certainly not about punishment. Correction is about reconciliation, the restoration of good order, and the restoration of broken relationships, which sadly may not always be possible. There was a young couple who dreaded family gatherings. The man's uncle was grossly inappropriate with his language and after a few beers became downright hostile and toxic. The family coped by, oh, just laughing. Yeah, that's uncle so-and-so. Just ignore him. But they also ignored the damage that was being done and making excuses for the man which only emboldened him more. The couple didn't want their children exposed to such behavior or become targets. They wisely decided that their first priority had to be their children. They chose a course of action that would be painful for them and many in the family. The couple told the uncle that they would not attend or host family gatherings if he continued to behave that way and he would not be allowed to be with their children. The couple forgave the uncle, but until he saw the reality of his behavior, what it was doing, the harm it was creating, and changed, conversion of heart, they would not risk exposing their children to him. Then they told the family, and the family did what families often do when someone dares to point out the elephant in the living room. They attacked the couple. But the couple had the inner strength to set firm boundaries and keep them. Forgiveness, ideally, should restore 
healthy, life-giving relationships. But if the offender does not, cannot, will not see the harm his or her behavior does, then there is no possibility for a healthy relationship. Eventually, other family members saw the truth and set similar boundaries with the hopes of a conversion. Christians are not immune from the pitfalls of our fallen nature that are so often expressed in our relationships with each other. In fact, we of all people ought to be more alert to those pitfalls and avoid them. But Jesus has given us the tools to correct others and to receive correction from others so that good order may be restored. Whether we want to use them wisely, well, that's an entirely different matter.